Hello, Amy. Hi. How has your week been? Oh, good, good. It's sunny right now, so it's it's fun to see and look out, see the leaves changing. Yeah, yeah. It's sunny <laughs> here and, yeah, changing here. So thanks, thanks for uh, interviewing me last week, and uh, now it's my turn to return the favor to you. Um, so please tell me uh, about your community, like who, what, why <laughs> okay all the, all the things um yeah let's i'm so excited to do this so much fun to share um so um the focus that i'm having right now because i have something called nature song and it's kind of i call it a social artistry platform it's um basically the things that i like i'm called to um put in energy in and time in and create and see how they go it's kind of like experiment sometimes or um, just like passions of mine. So the, the one I'm working on right now that is um, what I'm using microsolidarity for many of the principles is called Seedling School. And it's, um, the intention was, I just remember as a mom, when I had um, my first child and then my second child, like I was one of the first to have kids and I was just kind of I was lonely. I just like a lot of my friends worked and I didn't have other friends that had kids. So I just kind of went to all these things and tried to meet friends. And it was, it was a really challenge, um, challenging time. And finally I was like, Hey, like I'm going to start something where I meet people regularly once a week. It's easy. There's not like this phone calls and like trying to get, you know, a schedule planned out where we meet weekly and then we just hang out and our, our kids play with each other and we grow relationships. So um, I started that about five years ago with some amazing women that are still really close to me. Um, and then um, my friends that didn't have kids now do have young kids. And they were like, <laughs> do, we, do you have any nature things going? And I was like, no. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, oh my goodness, this time right now with all these moms and babies that grew like were born during COVID how how they're longing even more for that oh, wow. social connection than before and so I was like I'm gonna do this so um right now it's I it's called ceiling school and what I do is I bring a group of um usually moms hopefully you know dads are getting in there too um bring them together I help coordinate that because that's the hardest part and then we meet for um certain times. So that's kind of like the Microsoft day part. I, I noticed with things in the past, if there wasn't rhythm and there wasn't this like commitment of like, I'm coming for this amount of time mm. and I will show up no matter what, like it's hard showing up with a bunch of kids, you know, you're mm. especially in Alaska, you're like putting snowsuits on and you're trying to get out the door <laughs> and it's easy just to be like, no, I, not today. Um, but for my personal experience, like pushing myself to do that, even though I didn't want to, was like you get there and you're like, oh, this was great, you know. Um, so it's like the commitment of showing for six weeks at least and then um, and then coming to the same place. Because I really found with kids that they found these places in nature and they became theirs. Right. And it was like mm -hmm. they're like a belonging like this is my me, mine, you know, like mm -hmm. not mine and like right, colonial right, right. like yeah, takeover, yeah, 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 but yeah. like this is my tree that I love. It's where you and feel then, comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's important. Um, and, and then it branches out to even more. So like the micro solidarity is like the pods or crews. And then my hope is to get a lot of these pods going and make it like a forest. 
So um, right now I have my own daughter's homeschooling pod. It's, I call it the big pod. It's for nine to 12 year olds. And we um, go to different places around town and we um, have guest teachers. So like we went to an apple orchard and we learned about apples and, and the science behind it. Um, and then we picked apples and then we did, you know, activities around that. And so my hope is that that will grow as a part um, of like learning, like a live learning school where you meet the people that do really cool things like you, like you do, you create energy sources or, um, and like we could go to see you and see what you're doing and learn about it from you. Um, and so those pods become a forest and throughout the year we, I'm, I'm organizing things where everyone meets like a last or on Monday, we created lanterns for a lantern walk that will happen oh, wow. in November where the bigs had a little and they formed that mentorship and really? they helped each other paint and like wow. make this lantern. And then um, next month we'll go and we'll take a little walk down the trail in the moonlight <laughs> and then have a potluck. And then all the parents from that air, you know, that are all yeah. in the forest will join. Um, and then my sec, that, that third part is I would love elders to come. Like, I feel this is such a call. Like I don't like, until I realized it a year ago, um, I didn't really have many women in my life that were 60, 70, 80. Um, and the more I talk to women in that age group, they're kind of like, I have so much to give. I have so much wisdom and shared wisdom. And I don't know how to share that with people. Like, yeah. and it's like this, this like brokenness, like a broken chain in our society. And I was hoping and thinking, well, bigs could use that that eldership you know and like they could come to our gatherings and um integrate with each other i thought that would be super neat so yeah that's all that's oh that's very cool that's very <laughs> cool did did when when you started putting this together did you know about microsolidarity at the time and thinking that's how you want to structure it or did you already start doing it and then find out about it and then go oh that kind of fits oh that's a great question yeah i so I knew about microsolidarity before, which is just like a gift, right? Like I started a community, that community, that little co-op where we met in nature. And I did a lot of things and I tried little things and I, I made mistakes and not mistakes, but like I was going, just mm -hmm. going for it and didn't really have a guidance. Um, and then I started a woman's circle with a woman that was part of that co-op. And we met for three years um, and through those two, um, strong knit, I would say those were crews. Definitely. Um, I saw the things that were being talked about by Richard in micro solidarity as like, like light bulbs, like things I wish I would have known and could transfer into what, you know, I, the past communities, cause yeah. there were some things that happened in them that if I had known the, like, Oh, shared power, how do we have share? Yeah and not have one person leading or feeling like, like holding space, you know, or yeah. how do we give feedback when things aren't going well? Those things are key to creating community, you know? Yeah. And so it's a challenge with what I'm doing now um, in some ways to bring some of those things in um, because I feel like we are just like little babies learning how to, it's like relearning, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I think in the past people knew how to come together in this way. 
Um, or we also have become more conscious humans and we're realizing, oh, like shared power and shared yeah, yeah. feedback and like communication. So yeah, it's, we're, we're learning all this stuff as we go. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I feel that too. And in, in what I'm doing. Um, let me see. So, so that, yeah, that seems to fit in very well with micro solidarity, at least the way you've uh, structured anything. Are there any aspects that you can see in your community of like, or experiences that aren't fitting well within the micro solidarity framework that where there's maybe like a, a tension or something? Maybe not tension. Um, I think it's, it's hard when, what I liked, and when I listen to other podcasts, it, it seems like a lot of people are have that, like a group of people that already kind of know micro solidarity or community building that are all like working together to create something. And so sometimes I don't know how to get that information out to the people that are coming that have never heard about micro solidarity. They're, my group right now are moms who mm. are toddlers have like, they don't have the de like the ability to listen to podcasts and learn and, right. and read things, you know? And so it's like, how do I, how do we learn about these things um, and, and get them shared so that it's common knowledge, but I think, no, yeah. I yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, I know I know I, I I share similar feelings and similar experiences with that. Uh, so how do you how do you form these pods or crews, and how do you maintain them? And I guess how do they end? Like I know you said yeah. there's like a six you said a six week kind of commitment to it, but um, is it kind of explicit that they're going to end? How are they maintained, and and how do you form them? Yeah. I think that's what I like. And I've been really open with the people that come to this is like, I don't know all the answers. I don't, this is something new that I'm trying to establish. And that's kind of the fun. So I really am inviting people that are comfortable with that. Um, and so finding the pods, I just kind of put out a general interest on my, my nature song page. And, and, and hopefully people share that with like their loved ones or their groups of people so that I, I do get feedback of like, I am, I'm interested in finding a community for my family and for myself. Um, and then at first I was going to put them um, based on where they lived in Anchorage, but I just didn't have enough to um, make one area of our town. And so I just say, Hey, I'm going to make this group. Let's have a welcome meeting, come learn about what mm. we're doing. And then, then I give them about a week to commit to saying, yeah, I can meet for that six weeks um, and then after that, um, you can decide if you want to continue or if you like, this is too much. Um, everyone's always continued. And that after that is, um, I kind of just leave and I give them, I'm like, here's your pod. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I move on. Hopefully I have moved on to a new pod. So like they're like, they're now form their own little unit of people. And, um, and my hope is, and I haven't gotten this, this is something that I don't quite know how to do is to get, I think with micro solidarity, like that reflection piece is huge and that like recommitting to like, okay, I can come another six weeks. Um, I see. So I'm trying to figure out how to make that integrated 
and like a rhythm. So I don't know if that would be me just all out pod, like, okay, this is your, you've been meeting for two weeks now. Um, let's have the next meeting that you all have a feedback meeting where you talk about what's working, what, what you would like to do the next six weeks. What are you interested in exploring? Um, what isn't working? And if you'd like to commit, um, and, and the first part that I did kind of did that. Um, I was trying to get them to change over leadership. So mm. I just feel like when groups just have no one kind of watching over them and holding that space, um, things kind of sometimes decisions are harder to make because mm. there's not someone finally like, okay, let's meet at two o'clock, you know, or right. someone like, like our, um, Maybe they're no, like, no, I've noticed when someone's feeling kind of like maybe left out, like I'm there to be like, come, come in. Yeah. Um, so I want to really create that culture of someone holding that little pod and being aware of what's going on. Um, and not doing that and like changing that out, which, which is kind of a struggle. Cause I think there are people that are like, that's just who they are. And they're like, they're kind of hold that that skill right. level easily, you know, and then there's other people, especially moms who are like, I can't hold anything else more. <laughs> um, so I don't know quite how to like, I don't know who's like, it's your turn, you know, like, and just yeah. like, <laughs> well, I, I did have some questions kind of around leadership and uh, um, like when, when you start the pod, it, I think he, you're you're basically calling the crew and then you kind of get it going for six weeks and so during that time are you trying to find someone who's eventually going to take the lead or is that do do people know from the beginning that after six weeks you're going to be gone and yeah. someone yeah. else has got to step in okay yeah that was a feedback i got for the first pod they were like we would have kind of liked to know that like what you're doing because that's the mm. part of the what I'm creating too is a rhythm I'm really mm -hmm. I learned a lot about Waldorf philosophy and like rhythms of like in and out and in like woo exciting things and then little slow things like songs yeah. so I create like a circle where kids come and the parents come and we sing songs okay um and we might notice leaves and like collect them and make a pattern on the ground or like something fun for yeah. everyone to do or group games so they're so I'm kind of showing parents how to hold that for people, like for the group and like yeah. what, what rhythm. Um, and then, um, and even now, so I was like, okay, I will, somebody will first be the first leader who, you know, and someone was like, I'll do it, you know? So yeah. I, for the pod where I'm oh. establishing now was like, yeah, I can hold that for people. Um, oh, nice. And so, yeah. And then I think that that will work. Um, my whole goal, because I love the idea of getting interest and and like people creating pods of what they want, is to really have them just kind of start thinking about what could be created when you have a whole little group that's always going to be there for you and mm -hmm. wants to do cool things together. What cool things do you want to do for, for mainly for yourself as a mom? Right. Like one group is trying to read a book and then talk about it. Um, I like the idea of moms coming. And like one of them leaves and can go and like have a walk by themselves to like just be alone and everyone watches their child. Like there's so many oh, yeah. gift exchanges, like 
like, oh, let's take all, bring all our clothes that we don't need and have a time where we exchange clothes. Like yeah. there's so many things that I'm hoping um, come. Yeah. So, many so I guess I just, yeah. I just jumped into that. Yeah. 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 No, no. Yeah. I, I, you have a, you definitely have a big vision for that. And, and yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's really cool. That's really cool. Um, so yeah. Okay. So you already, yeah, you mentioned that, you know, when you start the, the cruise and that, that you, there's more an intentionality that someone will take it over eventually. And are you, how are you able to like pass on this information to the person who you're intending to be taking over at the next point? Like, I know you were saying like, it's hard for them to like sit down and watch a podcast or probably read all the information. Are you kind of like leading by example or like, I don't know, explaining the process as you're doing it or, or how does, how does that come to be? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Like, this is where I like other people that are doing something similar. We're like, let's chat it out. Cause <clears throat> how do you pass down that information to someone? Definitely. Definitely, excuse me, modeling it is a great way. <laughs> excuse me. No, I agree. That's but I don't know if it's like explicit enough for people to be like, oh, she's doing this. Um, so I would like to like create something in writing about it. Mm. Like this is how you hold space maybe. Um, <coughs> and I don't know. I don't know if it's something that, once you do it, you kind of get an understanding of how it feels. And then everyone, I kind of almost think people need to be in that position first and then maybe talk about it later. Like, okay, like how did it go? Um, I've thought about just having maybe zoom call about certain topics, you know, like leadership, like kind of like what we're doing in microsolidary where we're like mm -hmm. have classes around it and conversations. Um, yeah, it's still kind of, that's something I'm like, hmm. And with, you know, with anything, I think just creating something, I, I really focus on what's happening that's good. Like mm -hmm. people are showing up weekly. They're actually meeting each other more often than weekly. Now they're yeah. like exploring and like getting to know each other and, and, and being there for, like I noticed they're starting to be there for each other when a need arises. Um, and so next is like this stuff right the juicy like okay this is this these levels have happened now we're here yeah. in this forming and like maybe maybe it's like going through the process one more time with me i don't know i see i see <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind of like a mentorship sort of thing um yeah let me see here um So what, what kind of challenges are you facing or trying to figure out within kind of, yeah, because I can see a lot, you know, <laughs> when you're describing this to me, I'm like, oh, wow, this, this sounds tough. <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely already see if myself was in this, in your shoes, I'd be like, okay, this is, there's going to be many things that pop up. Yeah. I, I think that's where I feel like I got to focus on like, definitely the things that are happening that are out of the norm, you know, like mm -hmm. moms having people to meet with. And, and if maybe we don't get to that, that deeper level of what I'm thinking, that's okay. Um, but yeah, like that is the challenge of like, how do we grow 
into a deeper relationship, some mutual exchange and, and shared leadership and feedback. Um, so yeah, that's big. I, I think, yeah, I th what I noticed too is in our society, we, we aren't often taught how to like get an idea and, and, and go for it. Like mm -hmm. most are like, I feel like schooling is off. Like this is the, what you're doing and do it mm -hmm. this way. And then you do it. Um, so that is another challenge I feel like I face is, or people this might face is like, Oh, I have this idea for my pod. And then, and then it getting like, how did you move from that idea to like, have it happen? Mm -hmm. um, Cause it is kind of an awkward feeling if you're not used to it. And how do you, how do you do that? And I remember listening to Richard saying, sometimes it's just having someone talk it out. Like you have this idea and just have someone to talk out, mm -hmm. just like those new like little details of like, okay, like, when do you want to do it? How do you want to do it? Like, you know? Um, and so that might be creating something like you have an idea paper and like steps to follow of like what to do when you do that. Um, I think the feedback part is probably the biggest, right? So mm. it's definitely, I have something like that I'm going to share with my seedling group. Like if you could see kind of maybe even a rubric of like here, this is what, where we are. Um, and this is where we'd like to be in our community. Mm. Um, how do we get there? Maybe that will bring all of this into their own personal, like they're doing it. Kind of I thing. see. I see. Yeah. It's like a stage of development and yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, so, so with the different members in each pod, um, do you have different, like we, we talked about like the person that you would be handing off leadership to, but do you sense any like different levels of commitment from different members? And like, does that change over time? Cause I, I notice sometimes like when we p bring people in, it's, you know, there's some people that, you know, everyone's really enthusiastic in the beginning. Um, but there is elements of like, you know, some people might not have the capacity to really do much more than kind of passively be there every week, be active at that role, but like not be able to like build outside of that. Um, like, how do you, I guess, handle that or or just kind of be aware about it? And does that factor into like how well the pod works? Yeah, I think that. I think when I first started this idea, especially, you know, when you have an idea and you don't know if it's going to work, you aren't as like honest with the people that you're looking to join with. Mm -hmm. Like you're not completely like, these are the, like who I'm looking for specific. And I guess in any marketing class of like building your own brand, you're like, they're always like, be specific, be specific, find those specific people. And it's like, yeah oh yeah, yeah, do that. But sometimes it's hard when you just want it to start and you're just like general call to all moms, right? Yeah. Like, um, but like with the second pod, I really have put in like, my goal is mainly not to bring kids together. And, and oftentimes with families and, and mothers, they're doing everything for their kids. Like they right. go to do this for their kid and this, then they sign up for their kid and they go to do mm -hmm. that for their kid. And they don't do it for themselves. And I just really 
I'm trying to be really adamant that this is actually for just like you and that, and like the bonus, cause it will be no matter what, if the mom is happy and you're fed and you're enriched and nurtured and, and feel at home with people, your kid is just going to blossom and they're going to love being in that place. Cause they see you and then they see how happy you are. So, um, I guess that was one of the biggest things of like, and I don't think any of my pods starting right now have been like fully like, Oh, I'm just doing this for my kid. And I'm just like going to be here text. Like that's not how it's been, but more of like in the future, I really want that to be like a statement of like, Oh, this is for moms. (laughs) And, And you know, um, so I think that's huge. And just like the commitment and excitement and like here, um, and another side effect, I, I notice all the people that are currently in these pods with two to five-year-olds are all going to homeschool. They're all planning oh. to do that. And I feel like, I feel like homeschool is becoming this, like, it's becoming a thing. Like, it's not yeah. like we're, we're there, this homeschool is just going to be bigger and bigger and bigger mm-hmm. because people are seeing the benefits. And I feel like it takes a special, per- it's like the people, what are those people that are ahead of the curve, the influencers or something? It might be, yeah. I don't <laughs> I don't know. The, the ones that are like, yeah, I want this. Yeah. And so yeah. Um, I noticed that. And so the commitment for them is like, I want this com- community for when I start homeschooling so that I can uh, have a group of friends for my kid and friends for myself. I think that's kind no, of cool. That, that, yeah, I hadn't even thought of that aspect, but that makes a lot of sense because with regular schools, public schools, private schools, you already get kind of that. I I would almost say like not quite forced community, but there's PTAs and all these other things that you can go do. But if you're homeschooling, yeah, you might be out on the, you know, out by yourself, but this is a way to have the community kind of agency and self-selected community. Mm-hmm. Well, and here I noticed there's so many homeschoolers in Anchorage, Alaska, but, um, but it's like you drive your kid to a class, they see a kid for six weeks, and then they move on. And then they go to a new class, and they they bond with people, but they, like, unless you're in, in less more secular, there's a lot of religious groups of homeschoolers Mm, that have more of this communal bonding and more less secular groups of like, collectives and, and, um, co-ops so where was I going with I don't know (laughs) but yeah so I think with this idea it's like I do feel that those early ages of of a child's lives they they need to be surrounded and loved and have this place of belonging where they know they fit in and they are like they know the adults that are going to constantly be there and like that is huge you know Um, and so that's what I would love for homeschoolers to have that like sense of like, these are my people. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so, so with, with the idea of homeschooling or just in general, where, where do you see the seedling school going in five years? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a fun question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, there's like several kind of grants out there for people that are starting alternative education, um, programs I would love to get that get a grant and create this um so I do see I mean I would love to have a piece of land where we all meet and like Mm -hmm. that would be our central location that would be like that's just a big dream anyone out there with land that they want me to use and like create something amazing on it that's just going like just sitting there just call me up 
Um, but I also see like it becoming more established in finding mainly elders or people that have a passion and they love to share it. And like, we would know every October we could go to this person and learn from them. Um, and so creating this network of people kind of like a folk school, but you know, like mm -hmm. where people with skills teach and then they get paid for their services or it's a gift or it's exchange of like, maybe we go and do like yard work. I don't know. Money mm -hmm. is one of those challenges that <laughs> kind of like, how oh, do we, imagine. how do we do that? Um, so that would be established. So I'd love the seeding schools to feed into like the big pot, like the littles to feed into the big, big pods. Um, and then um, my dream is like, once I establish these gatherings of like family camp, like, like during the summer, we go camping as a group or we do the lantern walk or we do a solstice spiral or we do the May Day poll or we celebrate the solstices, like any of these things, like I'm interested in sharing how to do those and planning them because I've done them and I kind of just know how to do it but I want it to become a tradition, kind of like mm. this is how it's done. And then people step into those roles each year and it's passed down and people just kind of, kind of like a church. My dad was a pastor. It's like, we just knew that we would be doing performing like the, the nativity scene. And, you know, you would be like, someday I'm going to be married. <laughs> 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 right. Like I want those kind of like traditions be passed down yeah. and people would just, you know, I do see in churches, there were certain people that always did the thing, you know, and yeah, I don't yeah. want that. So we're going to upgrade what, what we learned, but like knowing, oh, we need how to do the thing and then coming mm -hmm. together. That's what I want, you know? Um, and also, I guess this is another area that I don't share about much is, and I don't know if this is this, I'm getting too, like too big, but heck it's a dream, right? Like, yeah. Um, there's a lot of people out there that just have not had the opportunity to be in nature. Like they had their back, like their families were not, it didn't feel safe to be in nature mm -hmm. or they just never went into nature. So they grew up not knowing and feeling a little intimidated, especially I feel like in Alaska, a lot of people are come here from places that don't have bears and moose and the weather, and they just don't know what to do. And, and they're kind of scared um, or people that, you know, yeah, I would love to, help people and create pods with people where maybe people that are really know what they're doing in nature can help and like come to these pods and like we could overlap and like bring people in, you know, that yeah. might not have access to the wilderness. Cause when I was a teacher, a second grade teacher, there's like a little like flat top and it's not like, like I feel like most kids climb flat top once in their life and like three-fourths of the kids were like flat top what are you talking about you know and I'm like pointing out the window like there see that flat mountain part that's flat top and they're yeah. like or they didn't have the, the accessibility like the shoes yeah. you know like I don't know I, I would love for that to be a part of it too oh yeah yeah wow okay and do you have any like uh, simple asks or big asks that you're looking at. You you did mention land at one point, so <laughs> I'm sure that's a that's a that would be a nice big ask. It could be oh, simple for be someone it. to do if they had it, but yeah. right, yeah. You just keep, I, every once in a while I post that on Facebook, like looking for this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think just the simplest things are like 
I have been, I've seen people that constantly like repost what I like, I'm, I'm starting a new seasons pod, you know, and they always post that on their page. And like, I get a lot of interest that way. So it's like just the simplest thing of like reposting what I post. Um, Sometimes the things I do are so kind of new and unique that it takes a person, you know, recommending it and being like, Mm. this person has all love and she's great. Like, sign up, you know, like, and it spreads that way. Um, So even especially for like the the elders and the the guest speakers, like I don't have a wealth of who does what in the community. And Uh, if that could just be like rippled out into the world, like, like, I don't know, love bombs on Facebook, like this person looking for that, like that would be amazing. Um, And then, yeah, let's, I love feedback when I create something or, or host something like, how did it go is a simple ask. I think that kind of exchange for people, especially, and I guess this is something an ask for like when someone creates something in your pod that, you know, they put effort and they put their vulnerability into creating mm-hmm. something. If it's so nice to give them love and share their feedback, even, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, and, and it, it builds, it builds when you do that. So maybe feedback to me when I do something and feedback to other people. Um, and then this is kind of a random, I've, I don't know when I'm going to move this into a, like, I don't feel like this is quite a business model yet. Like I don't, mm-hmm. that's a challenge. It's like, how do we grow community and still have that exchange? And at some point I think I'm going to have to start making money. Like for the last right. five years, I've not needed that. And, and, So that's kind of a vulnerable ask of like coming soon. I probably am going to have to turn this if I want it to be into more exchange of money. I don't know. So yeah, yeah. I I mean that that was in the back of my head. Yeah, like I I would love a lawyer to like be like Amy. You need to watch yourself in this area. You know, like because I'm just like oh, it's peace and love. Like um, someone like kind of watching me or accountant of like this is how like I would love those two people if they ever like because i right now don't make enough money to hire someone to do that unless it becomes i turn it into a business you know and i start right. doing it that way then i will like that will be something that i can do so it's kind of yeah how do how do social artists and and people that aren't looking to grow it into something substantial like a business it's it's just an off awkward kind of in between that I feel like I am in like I'm not a nonprofit and I'm not a mm-hmm. business you know so yeah I don't know <laughs> yeah I think there's some people there's definitely people within the micro solidarity community that are wrestling with that question um you know like the cost of the gatherings and all that sort of stuff I think I think that's been an ongoing conversation that that I definitely think uh you there's a lot of learning that you you might be able to take from that or you know yeah i just wrote up this big thing of yeah the yeah there is like i i put on a storytelling event that was amazing but like i spent you know like a hundred hours on it yeah <laughs> you know so like i charged 20 bucks per person but it equaled out to be like a dollar you know like i earned a dollar an hour or something <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's just not I, and I'm like, oh, this is why people don't just put things like, yeah. and I guess that's what I'm curious about. How do we get people in the community just to be like, I'm going to put on a storytelling event. And then it, 
and it's easier for them, you know, because right. we're not a nonprofit receiving money. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's an interesting challenge. I feel like, you know, maybe in Europe, there are names for people and, and, and ways that they're like, this is like an identity of like, this is, I do this. And people are like, mm. oh, I don't know. That's a question I have for like people in Europe. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what are the terms for what people like me are doing? Yeah. 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 That, that does sound like a, a big challenge coming your way. Um, do you have any asks from like the wider micro solidarity community that could help pe- help you or people like you in your shoes? Like, oh, is yeah. there like anything that you feel hasn't been quite explored? I mean, I, this issue with like how to do money is definitely being explored, but are there <laughs> other things within micro solidarity? Yeah. I think it'd be really cool. And I think that they've tried to do like a list of who's doing what and share what you're doing. I, I'm not tech savvy, so I can't figure out how to add it to the Google doc. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, but like, I just like who out there is like you, like you were saying, I do it a little differently. Who's out there that's doing maybe something similar or maybe wants to do like, mm-hmm. Hey, I would like to do something with kids that idea and families and parents, like that idea sounds cool. Like I would love for them to reach out to me or if anyone's seeing this, mm-hmm. you know, video is like, Hey, I would like to start this in my community. I would love to like collaborate and like have times where we meet up and talk about it. I think, I think that's how, well how things are done like should be done you know like collaboration and so like uh finding a crew within micro solidarity (laughs) of of like uh people that are doing something similar to you with moms and kids and community around that that. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that 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 would sound good to me yeah and I guess I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I've basically run out of questions, um, <laughs> but is there anything that we haven't covered that you would like to say? Hmm. Yeah. And I'm trying to kind of add some like, Oh, this is, I would like to remember to say, um, no, I think I feel pretty complete and just been fun just to have a time to like share and talk. And I really love the idea of, a lot of times with nature song, even if I don't really think I'll follow through or I just like to sh- throw the idea out into the yeah. world. I think sometimes you just like say the thing and this is what I'd like. And it might, it bounces off somewhere, you know? And- yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it either goes into the ether and kind of disappears or someone catches it and yeah. takes it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm glad I got to do this interview with you, and I'm glad you interviewed me. I think uh, at least for, like, documenting what our communities do, it's kind of a daunting task, (laughs) I think. Like, I sat there, and I tried to make, like, a Git book, and I didn't know where to start. I started writing stuff, and I'm like, yeah, this is going to be written for me. But but I think like just having these interviews out there so that we can just listen, kind of absorb and go, oh, you know, you can you can uh, latch on to the things that really speak to you. So, yeah, I know. I've loved these podcasts. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. yeah no, like, no, no, I, Richard, like interviewing people of like 
the basics like what's your challenge and I'm like oh my gosh you know like <laughs> that's my challenge like it's just so fun to find yeah. like it's the simple things right it's yeah. like timing or like yeah. yeah it's just like yeah it's yeah thankful cool cool I think this is a very good place to end mm-hmm. um Thanks. Thanks to you. Thanks to everyone listening. And I hope this inspires others. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.